Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right. Holiday edition of the death lineup. Is it, what is the holiday? President's Day? President's Day. Why do we get a day off for President's Day? That one is not, uh, never made sense to me. Like, let's pick a different day. Let's celebrate some other people. What's going on? Yeah. Give me, um, I actually can't even think of any other holidays. (laughs) Um, so, uh, it's kind of good that we do have this day off because last night was the all-star game. And then Saturday night was the all-star weekend, Saturday night dunk contest, three point shootout. Um, and we got to see Steph and Sabrina. So we're going to talk about that first, but then we'll talk about second half stuff for the warriors. Does the dunk contest and three point shootout mean that much to you? Because in an earlier iteration of when I was growing up, it meant a lot, especially because my team was not on TV a lot. So if somebody represented the Warriors in one of those contests, and it wasn't often, it was very rare, uh, that was a big thing. But also to see the stars on TV, uh, again, you, you, you you didn't have all of this television for basketball, so it did mean a lot when... You know, MJ and Dominique were in the dunk contest or Sean Kemp uh, was in the dunk contest. So uh, it's but you get to see everybody every time. So does this was Saturday anything for you? Nothing at all. Never. Nothing. Did you even watch? I did watch. Um, I watched Stefan Sabrina, in my opinion, was the most uh, entertaining. I thought that was that was a really good. You know, they always come up with that one event that they try to put between um, the three-point contest and the dunk contest. Didn't they do like a like a game show with like Steph and Aisha a few years back? Like that was awful. <laughs> and like they always remember tried- remember Draymond and Kevin Hart. <laughs> that was good too. That was good. <laughs> um, but you know, I don't think I don't think most of these contests really mean anything at all, which is unfortunate. I that, I mean, that's why, like, Jalen Brown doing the dunk contest, as much as I, like, don't like the Celtics and didn't want him to win, I almost kind of wanted him to win so that, you know, more stars would want to do it because he showed that, like, hey, you know, we don't need to be embarrassed. Let's do it. But his dunks were terrible, and I'm sure he got clowned, well, on, he they, got clowned on social media. He got clowned, but they made him go all the way to the finals. And I think everyone felt that, like, they were rigging it for him, so it just made it worse for him. Yes. Um so, yeah, no, it means absolutely nothing to me. <laughs> so I'm glad you brought up the dunk contest because I am a dunk contest aficionado. I remember in, so they, when they brought it back in 84, uh, it was Dr. J and Larry Nance, and they made it a, a big event. I had a videotape of that. Uh, my next door neighbor actually had it and I would just borrow it constantly just so I could watch it because we didn't see anything like that. And the NBA itself, it wasn't that much above the rim like it is today. Like there are dunks in the NBA today that would have like won the dunk contest in like the nineties, but we didn't get to see a lot of that. So I just was, that was like my event. And uh, I put up a piece on uh, bspnmedia.com that I had been, that I first wrote in 2013 and I just kept updating it, updating it. And it was the, the top originally the top 15 
slam dunk contest uh, competitors of all time. And then uh, during the pandemic, I just stopped updating it. So I went back and I watched the last three dunk contests. And uh, like Mac McClung was really, really good last year. He like those dunks. He's one of the best guys to ever do it. So bringing it back, I was really excited. He didn't have the same flavor or excitement on him. And then you had Sleepy Jalen, who was doing dunks that Dominique Wilkins was doing in 1989. And so the contest wasn't fantastic. I was just hoping that, like you said, Jalen Brown being the an actual all-star doing the contest would kind of bring it back a little bit to, to the forefront. But it was really the Steph and Sabrina show to me that was the main event of, of that entire night. I think Kenny Smith kind of ruined it, though. He ruined it so badly. I was I was just shocked that he thought he was like, oh, yeah, I'm cooking. I'm just going to keep going right now. And like, no like, one, like, I don't, I, I, like, why did no one like pinch him and like, just like, dude, stop. Like Reggie, Reggie tried to course correct him a few times. It didn't work. Like, I, I don't like to say whether someone was inebriated on the air or not. Uh, he probably wasn't, but that's kind of like where I was like, is this guy drinking? Like what's going on now? Kenny's personality in the dunk contest is very similar, right? He's, you know, he himself was uh, part of the dunk contest. He was also a pretty good three point shooter, but he cannot be the conscious conscience of the fans when you are promoting an event like that. Like Kenny Smith is an old school basketball player. I mean, we heard what Chuck said on on uh, Sunday, like, you know, Chuck without a filter, you know, going wild. It's the same thing. Like, I wish Candace Parker was there because she would have put him in his place while yeah. he was saying, you know, he basically said he he was kind of doing this bit where originally, of course, he's rooting for Steph. But then he made up this cockamamie reason to think that Sabrina was going to win. And so she does that first round and she's doing really well. And he's like, oh, Steph's nervous. Steph's nervous. And then she ended. Uh, she, I think it was uh, the, the rack on the right wing where she missed a bunch. And then she closed pretty strongly. And then when Steph got into it, then Kenny became the front runner again. and was cheering on Steph. It was like, ah, oh, Sabrina should have shot from the, from the women's line. And the fact that she didn't shoot from the women's line made that event so much better because you really saw her skill set as one of the best shooters. Like, this is not man or woman kind of thing. If she was in the three-point shootout, she would have scored. And, and she had more pressure than those dudes, right, at the same time because, like we said, this was, like, kind of the main event. And, like, yeah, he, he kind of ruined uh, what was a really good moment. And I, I go back to... Why is Candace not on even for this event? You have you have Sabrina against Steph, and then you have Reggie and Kenny Smith doing the most of the the commentary. It's like, come on, where was Candace? What why wasn't Candace on that event? She would have straightened up Kenny and not allowed him to to speak. Uh, and I, I hope he apologizes or maybe even privately apologizes to to yeah. Sabrina because it was it was yeah it's it wasn't just, great wasn't it great it just can't be like it can't be the first thing you think to say is that oh she should have either been shooting from the women's line or you know if they wanted it to be completely fair she should have been shooting with the men's ball like that was like the first thing he could think of after sabrina tied dame's winning score would have beaten four of the guys in the first round but the first thing he says is trying to discredit her, which just shows like the systematic misogyny that's just we have in our world. And it's just so sad. Like that's the first thing you think of after she did one of the coolest things I've seen. And if you and ask him, bring her down. If you ask him, he's probably saying, no, no, no. I, you know, I was joking and I was trying to create, I was trying to, you know, cre it's like, you don't even have to say anything. Like we're watching in the moment how, yeah. how the, the, the shots are, and the fact that she pushed that number out so much, Steph really had to to go she for it. Twenty six, yeah, twenty six. Like he he had a number in his round that nobody in the three point shootout even got to. And the reason why he's got to get to that number is because Sabrina pushed him out that yeah. far, and she did so well. So 
Yeah, that was a little bit of a black eye, I thought, on the event because the dunk contest, Mac was still good. He wasn't as great as he was last year, and Jalen was almost uh I don't know. There was some silly stuff that, that he did. Though there was some cool stuff because he he wore the that Clark jersey, but ultimately, like he can't dunk with Mac. Um, Obi, yeah, I, I wish Obi Toppin's brother did a better job because he's more of the style of of how you be creative in the dunk contest today. Uh, they and didn't then G League final, they shouldn't have put two G League guys in the yeah. dunk contest. Oh, well, why not have a G League final and promote the G League? It didn't seem like they want. Like, that, that's, it just seemed rigged that Jalen Brown moved on, but because it should have been should have been Toppin, right? Should that should have been a G League final? Is what yeah. I saw. Jacob Toppin's dunk, which was a copy of his brother's dunk and his brother won the dunk contest uh that was better than anything that Jalen brown did Jalen brown he did a dunk where he was so worried about hurting his legs that he he did the d brown cover the eyes thing but he didn't cover the eyes until after he actually made the dunk <laughs> but, the that, but, but the reason he did that is because i'm sure he didn't want to get hurt like he's like thinking like i have to i have to land correctly here or or else you know this is a problem and he dunked um, over a sitting kai sanat who's like four ten. <laughs> i don't even know who that is who is that he's like, he's like one of the most popular twitch streamers he's like 21 mm. or 22 he's pretty young but he, he's really only like five 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 four yeah and then you have Mac dunking over someone sitting on somebody's shoulders, and it's just a different <laughs> kind of thing. So, yeah. Uh, and and Dame wins the three point shootout. Dame, it was Dame's weekend for for shooting. Uh, but then we get to Sunday, and the NBA has been trying to fix the All Star game for years and years and years. And really, what it is is it's just a lack of effort. Like these guys don't want to compete in a game that they know doesn't really mean anything, but they're, what they're really missing is the big picture. And I think some of this has probably come out of the player empowerment era in that, you know, why do we have to go out and, and play hard in this game? That doesn't mean anything. Like it doesn't help our season. If we get hurt, we're going to get blamed. Like, cause that was really interesting. I don't know if you saw Shaq, he was talking to Dame and he was saying, you know, you got a new coach. You guys are, are they really three and seven since Doc came in? Was that the record? I wouldn't be surprised. I think that was the, the record that he says. And he said, he, he told Dame, he said, three people are going to get blamed for this season. It's going to be Doc, you, and Giannis, and nobody else. So you guys actually have to handle business because this is by switching out the coach you're basically eliminating one of the scapegoats. And so it's on y'all's shoulders or else you guys are going to take all of the heat. And I think Shaq that's had really... this conversation with Dame during the, it, All-Star it game. was, it was, uh, I think it was before the all-star game actually. Oh. And, and I thought it was really interesting because that is what the, the players are probably most afraid of. Right. It is. And, and we'll, we'll talk about this more with this, uh, fake LeBron trade to the Warriors discussion, but the idea that the players, there's only 12 of them and you got three superstars, you're paying them so much money. And thus on the court, if you don't actually win games, it should be the player's fault. Like, you know, you're going to get scapegoats all over the place because everyone's looking for PR. But in this sense, you have the all-star game and nobody wants to get hurt because they know if their season gets tainted in any way they're going to catch the heat so you have this very uncompetitive all-star game though to be fair i watched a, a warriors utah game that looked a lot like this game earlier in the in the season just because of the uh the lack of defensive intensity it, it was one it was probably the worst all-star game from a competitive standpoint by far they've tried the elam ending they've tried picking teams uh, we, we remember uh, it was Jokic, right? Jokic was it was Jokic and and Markinen who were going to be the last two picks, and Jokic didn't even wait to for the picks to happen. He jumped out just so he wouldn't be last, and Markinen's just sitting there with with uh, uh, nervousness and and shame on his face for being the last pick. I don't know what the answer is because they have tried to do stuff. I think it. I think the leadership, like the one thing I'll say is. Steph wasn't playing 
playoff defense in any way, but he was trying to kind of get things going. Um, very few others were. It, it was Carl Towns going for 50, and you're just like, dude, like this is you, this is your thing now as you go for high points when your team is losing. Um, <laughs> but he was having fun. Like he was getting buckets. He was entertaining. Was, yeah. Cat was, I was clowning on Cat because I was like, are you really about to watch Carl Anthony Towns like shoot the most shots on an all-star game? And that, by the end of it, I was like, I wish he shot more because he was the one who was like kind of entertaining with his dunks, his like running dunks, and then yeah, pulling out from deep. And I, I wish they, you know, I wish if if they're gonna make it like if they're gonna make it low effort, I wish the coach and maybe whoever's you know feeding them information was like, hey, let's do these specific lineups that at least would get the crowds into it. Like I why we we didn't see Steph Braun and KD on the court at the same time. We could have saw like Steph, LeBron, Kevin, Kawhi, and AD as like a preview to Team USA, just to throw it out there. And the announcers would or, and commentary would say something. Like, oh, this is going to be the USA lineup, and that get people into it again. But they tr- they tried in the first quarter. The announcing tried to say one team is really young and this other team is really big, and how do you take advantage of that? But I didn't buy it because I was like, well, the young team, they have all guards. They're just going to pull up from three. And if they make them, they're going to win this game. And if they miss them, then the big team is going to win. Like that was the whole that was uh, I could just see it because I've been watching this All-Star game forever. Now, what used to happen is you would have like a sleepy All-Star game for three quarters, though, not this sleepy. This is the sleepiest one probably ever. No, you didn't watch watch rewatch last year's last year's was the worst i've ever seen in my life and then this year's probably the second worst I've oh ever was seen it la- last year was uh anthony davis going off no tatum oh tatum tatum uh and then steph the year before at least you know he the, he was he's just... entertaining because when he pulls up from so far everyone the crowd gets into it but when tatum's taking middies and like three point like easy three pointers no one's really interested yeah so one of the sleepiest and then the game was not even close in the fourth uh, and you know what's you know what's funny? They got down. They, they brought it within twelve, so much so that Draymond was so surprised that the score was <laughs> that close. And then what happened? It became the cat show. Once it became the cat show, it went back to up by twenty. <laughs> so um, yeah, I, I don't know what the answer is though. You know, there's a lot of a lot of the media is very down on it, and decidedly so. You got to tell the truth. Uh, even some of the fans are like, you know, you got to end this thing. And I'm like, how do you end it? It's like the set, like other than the finals, it's the biggest ratings that they're going to draw all year long. Really? That and, thing draws ratings like like it does yeah. really well. Saturday night and um, Sunday and, and Sunday will, uh, you know, may, maybe the conference finals may, may do a little bit bigger of a number. But other than not the even NBA like random, finals, not even like a random Warriors Lakers game. Nope. Nope. Wow. Not, I, it's like double random Warriors Lakers game. I think there may, there may be some games late in the year. If you get like a Saturday night on ABC where it's like a really good matchup, they may be able to get close, but yeah. So it's a ratings juggernaut. We get the game next year in San Francisco. I kind of want to go to Saturday night. I want to go to Saturday or Friday. I can't, I can't afford Sunday. Yeah. Sunday was, and Sunday's not even fun. So it's like $700. Yeah. So, um, you know, but do I want to pay, 500 bucks to go watch a slam dunk contest maybe i don't know yeah. I, I i'm interested though um, i'm yeah. very I- intrigued in going to that saturday night thing so it's just because i've been you know i've been such a fan and and the best dunk contest performance ever was held in oakland uh, with vince carter so there's that thing i'm sure vince will be a judge next year in the dunk contest because when he you know he he broke out in the bay area so i think it'll be fun um, but yeah, I'm not interested in Sunday because Sunday you get the sleepy all-star game. Steph will be very celebrated though in that all-star game. Yeah. You know what they should do for Saturday night next year? If Caitlin Clark comes out, um, you get Sabrina and Caitlin against the Splash Brothers in that same shootout. That yeah. would be amazing. Yeah. But I thought that I she was gonna make an appearance uh, on Saturday, but she's in but, season. But if she doesn't come out, who's the next best? Like who's the next more famous three point shooter other than three point shooter? Oh, oh, in the WNBA, it's the other yeah. girl in the Liberty, Johanna, Johannes or something. Yeah, she's got a really. She's the nice one shot. who was. She was the one who was doing like the fader, like runners, the leaning, yeah, in the finals, like, yeah, leaning and and drifting. 
So, yeah. yeah, that would be awesome. I think they should continue doing that. And also, there's a bridge to the San Francisco WNBA team, which also is going to to come out, you know, after the the season. So I didn't realize how much how many ties she had to the Bay Area. Like she was she grew up here, but she went to like Warriors games when she was younger and like kind of had like a similar experience I did. Like and she's a free agent when we get the team. <laughs> so maybe maybe she does maybe she she comes along, but Joey Lakeup gonna open up those pockets for the and all of a sudden the 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 salary cap for the WNBA goes all out of whack and they get <laughs> mad at him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's gonna happen. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. So before we talk about the second half of the season, um, there was a trade rumor that came out. And so Ben and I, we, we recorded the day of the trade deadline, but we were a few hours before it was actually over and the Warriors ended up doing nothing. But there was a trade rumor that came out later that said LeBron to the Warriors was at least brought up. And Joe Lacob, I I don't remember exactly what he said about it, but yesterday on the telecast, the the alt cast with Draymond and Charles Barkley, Draymond said that he talked to Lacob about it because Chuck said, it would have had to be Kaminga and Clay. And Draymond said he told Lakeup, no way they can give up Kaminga. So you have people talking about this trade. And then the other thing that I read was that it was basically Jeannie Buss calling LeBron's bluff and just being like, all right, have Rich Paul talk to the Warriors and see what see what you can do. And then LeBron was like, no, 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 I'm good. So that was an interesting thing. So that relationship uh, is is probably not great. I actually you know where I heard that. But I didn't read it. I heard it from uh, Dylan Hernandez on the the Tim Kawakami North South podcast. He he because he's for, he he works the L A the L A beat. But yeah, what do you think about that whole LeBron to the Warriors stuff? I feel like they've been like doing minor hints for the past like couple years where LeBron said. Something along the lines of like he'd be interested in like teaming up with Steph, and then Steph went on a radio show and was like, "Yeah, no, no thanks." And then I feel like there's just been these little like jabs for the past couple seasons, and I, because of it, I started like a Twitter thread. I was like, "I think it's gonna happen at some point." And then every time there's an update, I'll be like, "All right, I'm coming back to this tweet in a few months," and then I keep doing it. And I mean, if it doesn't happen this summer, it's never ever gonna happen. Um, so. We'll see. Like, I still think there's a chance Draymond, even though he didn't get invited to the U- Team USA, I think there's still a chance he's on the team. Him and Steph recruiting in the offseason, trying to get LeBron on the squad. I don't think um, I don't think it's it's a zero percent chance, but I also don't I'm not too optimistic about it. Um, like you said, I think you've said multiple times he loves L.A. His family's there. No zero reason to leave except for if his kid gets drafted by someone else. But, it, you know, wouldn't be surprised if the Lakers end up drafting him. Somehow, even with no picks, they'll find a way. But but here's the what I find the most interesting thing. So LeBron has a player option for 50-some-odd million that he's probably going to pick up because it, it creates more leverage for him, I think, after this season is over. Wait, so he's not an he's not a unrestricted free agent after this. He has a player option. I think he has a player option. But what if he declines it because his kid gets drafted somewhere else? So he, could, decl- he, he could decline it, but then you're talking about uh, probably fitting into someone else's roster versus you know getting paid the same amount. So that that will be his choice. I mean, he's made a lot of money, but he's also 
never been someone to to take less, right? That's not been his he you know because he knows that the more he takes, then the market goes up, and the more everyone else gets too. So I do I do think though, like it, it sounds like the honeymoon between the Lakers and LeBron is is kind of nearing the end there, and they they need to think about what the next thing is, and maybe it is teaming Anthony Davis with some younger players. I know Austin Reeves has been a little bit of a disappointment. Uh, D'Lo has actually been playing a lot better, but he's not a guy that's going to, you know, he's not a big time player because defensively, you know, he's going to get removed from the floor in big moments. But I do wonder what the future of their, of their plan is because you could talk yourself into the idea that if we keep paying LeBron $50 million at some point, he's not going to be nearly as good, but at the same time, like he's going to make sure that your arena is full you take LeBron out of that mix and, you know, Anthony Davis and, you know, Dame Lillard or, you know, whomever that the next piece is that you bring in is not, that's not Hollywood, like what LeBron is doing. So that that's going to be interesting. But I think the a thing on the Warriors side, it was a little bit of a flex, I think, because the Warriors and Lakers have this big brother, little brother relationship all the way up until the Warriors won their title they were the little brother who wasn't even like on the radar. They weren't even on the same, in the same ecosystem as the Lakers. Then they win the title and then they get KD. KD didn't even give the Lakers a meeting when he was a free agent. That's how bad it was for LA. So the Warriors dominate that space and they are then big brother. And then LeBron goes to LA and you kind of have this tug of war of who's the big bad in in the space in, in in California, it was almost like Lakeup was like, eh, we're we're good. Like we're not going to do anything crazy here. We don't need to chase titles, you know, in this way where we're just decimating our future. Uh, but I thought that whole thing, just the optics of that whole thing, were were super interesting, and I think it's fun to think of Steph and LeBron on the same team. I also think it would be as fun as it would be on the court for for the for the writers and for the reporting i think it'd be amazing too but man i don't know like do you want the pouting and the passive aggressiveness cuz it's the opposite of how steph deals like you would have to take that with it as well with you know with an aging lebron maybe 10 years ago lebron you're like yeah we'll take that but i don't know the the, the passive aggressiveness the feuding with the with the front office kind of in subtle ways that that's got to be a little bit of a drag on the fans. Cause you never know how long he's going to be there when he does stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and he probably would extra do it because Dunleavy is not really uh certified yet. You know, if maybe Bobby was there, he'd, he'd, he'd take his foot off the pedal a little bit, but yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, that'd be annoying. So, but it'd be fun to watch on the court. So. It'd be it'd be so fun to watch on the court. It'd be so fun to read about every day. And then you would have this thing of it's like you have this really old team, and they have all the rings because you know that that photo of Draymond, Steph, and LeBron with the with the rings and stuff like that. That would be the story. It's like can you unseat these guys? And then when a team did, then they would kind of be the made. Torch. They would be made. And and so I don't know. I, I think it'd be pretty interesting, but I, I don't know how feasible it is. We'll see. Um, yeah, I, I mean, it, it would basically say Clay is is gone. I think because you. I'd rather have AD. Just the way that you fit. Yeah, everybody would. I think everyone would. Yeah. Um. Okay. Let's talk about the second half of the season. Now I say second half, and it's not really second half because I think it's it's really like two thirds of the season is already gone by the time the uh the all-star break comes so the warriors open up at home against the lakers so it's gonna be a nice we'll, we'll rekindle that story all over again uh later this week on thursday but we've what we've seen is a warriors team that has been a lot more competitive but at the same time like even though they brought all these guys back gp um, moses moody is back draymond is playing really well 
they are still collapsing late in these games, and it is so frustrating to watch. They have not fixed that part in any way. Just, you know, <laughs> I, I don't, I mean, I think you know my stance. I've been saying it since the trade deadline that they needed a two, and if they didn't get one, they were cooked, and then now it looks like, you know, they thought that you could have a two by committee with Wiggs, JK, and clay here and there you know stepping up um i just think big picture it's not you'd like to see them blowing out teams more and and they're not and each game seems to relatively come down to the wire and everyone's having to play back-to-backs you know we're not good enough to not play back-to-backs like our last 10 games or i think i looked up the stats since the atlanta hawks game when they took the week off uh because of the passing of decky i think they took 10 days off and since then, they've been like really good. I think the question is if it's sustainable. Mm-hmm. And I have a feeling that it's not sustainable. And we're just going to have a repeat of last year where I think last year, uh, similar thing. And then, you know, you go to seven games against Sacramento. And then I think the overall, you know, my takeaway was that they were just one, not good enough and two, tired. And I think that's going to be the exact same. I think they're just going to be tired if they have to keep playing these close games and uh, back-to-backs, and every game matters, and they've already dug themselves in a hole. Like, have you seen the standings of, what are they, 26 wins? 27 and 26. 27 and 26. Yeah, they're they're a playing team. They're not going to get up to that sixth seed. They they have a mountain to climb. It's a mountain. Number six. I know, they because... dug themselves into this hole, man, and it's so frustrating, and... Maybe I would have believed them more if they had like a certified number two, but they don't. And I think they still have a lot of issues that Draymond that thinks that's Kaminga. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't, I, I think he's he's wrong on a consistent basis, but I don't think he's. I think long term Kaminga could be that, but I don't think he's ready now, and I don't think Kerr will give him the leash. And he, uh, keeps, he does get pulled out late in these games still because <laughs> mm-hmm, he's fouling. And <laughs> uh, okay, so sitting at the top four. I'm guessing this top four is is kind of set in stone unless the Suns go on like a crazy run. But it's T-Wolves, Thunder, Clippers, Nuggets, all within three games of each other. And then you got you go down to Suns and Pelicans. They are three games below the Nuggets each. And then the Mavericks are four games. The Kings are four and a half games. And the Lakers are at at the nine spot are even uh, six and a half games below that top four. And then you got the you know, Warriors or a game. The Mavericks, and a half. the Mavericks could jump into that top four echelon. Like what are they? A seven game winning streak? Seven game winning streak? I think uh, they made like six, two key yeah, additions. Six, six and the, six and the Nuggets have a three game losing streak. Yeah, I think I think Dallas could jump into that. Like they, their moves were awesome. I wish we did something of that. They got PJ Washington and Gafford. We did nothing. We got and, we got off of Corey Joseph. Yeah. In the West, uh, closing the, uh, the the break there, every team in the top 10 in the West won games heading into the break except for the Nuggets. So they're like, I think the, all of those teams sort of realized <laughs> as we were getting close to the break that, you know, things need to be adjusted and they need to start playing a little bit better. And I think it's going to be a bit of a dogfight. Now, the Jazz, the Rockets, the Grizzlies, uh, that's that's going to be part of the issue is none of those teams look to be very interested in, in getting into that uh, play in game. So I think the warriors are going to be in it. Just, it's just depending on, you know, warriors, Lakers, Kings, Mavericks, like what is going to be the order of those teams in, in, in the play in race. Um, and I, like I said, I think the top six is probably like, you know, Mavericks, Pelicans, depending, they'll probably flip flop in and out of there, but Maybe the top the top four is definitely locked. I, I and I think the bottom four is definitely locked. But we'll see the the middle of there. You know what's really weird to me about this Warriors season? Last year they were so good at home and so terrible on the road. Yeah. This this I, year they're like five hundred both. I don't understand like what's the difference between this year and last year when it comes to that stuff. Yeah. If they had like this year's home record, we'd be like a top four seed. Yeah. I mean, like, if they had last year's home record for this year. Like I yeah they they they're just not I don't I don't understand what it is 
Like that Clippers game was just made it even more confusing to me. But I mean, they 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 choked it away to. You end knew the half they were losing the that game. I not I didn't know that they were losing that game, but I knew that that game was going to be tight in the end, just the way that they play. Because you have a you, you with with George and and Harden, you got guys who get to the free throw line whenever they need to get to the free throw line. And the Warriors don't, and they were mad because the Timberwolves called them old the game before. <laughs> they didn't and even Ty have Lue. Kawhi in that game, and they still and, came back. And Ty Lue got ejected. I think they had some fire. And Norman Powell turned into 2021 or 2022 Lonnie Walker in the fourth quarter. Yeah, but when you're shooting <laughs> wide open corner threes, yeah, yeah. Like that's his job is to make those. There was no, they, like they, they would finally get a defender out there and then he would up fake and the defender would fly into the second row of the, of the crowd and then he would still have an open three. Like that's the thing that I'm just that like that. And, and, you know, for whatever reason, the way that they play defense, they they switch, 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 get out to the the three point line, and then there's always one last pass that is wide open, and it's so frustrating to watch. Um, what did you think about? Well, I guess we've had a nice little uh, sample size of Draymond being back. At least offensively, the team seems unlocked, and maybe through the first three quarters of, of the games, the defense seems to be playing much better at least. So that's a start. That's uh, you know, that, that's some good information for, for, for Draymond's return. Do you want the, do you want the ranking? Yeah. Um. Okay. I think I had advanced up. Okay. Defensively since the Atlanta game, which was on the 24th of January, the one that they won, they are second in offense at 122.3 offensive rating. Defensively, they are 11th, 113.3, and their net rating comes out to the fourth. So they've been playing really well since that game. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Draymond coming back has has changed absolutely everything. It's, it's finally unlocked their their best lineup, which we've talked about. The one that I, I was saying, like, they just they want to play this lineup, and then it ended up switching because it's not Clay now. It's Pods with Steph. Wiggs, Dre, and Kaminga. But um, yeah, Draymond coming back just finally made the Kaminga and Andrew Wiggins pairing work. And that's what they needed to like, you know, if they wanted to do anything this season. Did Wiggs... Is Wiggs back or did he play just well enough to make them think that he's back? Because I'm still not convinced. He's playing much better. But he still does a lot of stuff that I can't imagine a basketball player of his caliber and level still does like going into the lane and all of a sudden the ball just flying somewhere. Cause he, it slips out of his hand or, uh, you know, getting into the lane and, and getting into his, his move and just getting stuck like stuff like that still happens. It doesn't happen as much because I think that the, the floor is a lot better spaced, but did he kind of okie doke the Warriors into not trading him, or do you think he is actually going to play better from here on out? I think a little bit of both. I think he okie doked his way, but I think we're going to see the wigs that we talk about, you know, multiple times a year since we've gotten him. Is that the Timberwolves fans told us that he disappears sometimes, so months <laughs> on end, and it's going to happen again. Um, but I, I remember texting my friends during the Kings game. I think it was the game after the Hawks game that we're talking about. Uh huh. That was um, a really good basketball game, by the way. Really good basketball game. I think they were down seven to ten with like a few minutes left in the fourth and i saw like a slater tweet that they were going to try the lineup or they were going to do the lineup and so i texted my friends i was like look this is the lineup they want to do it's steph clay wigs kaminga and draymond like that that's the that's what they think is their best lineup i think they're right but if they bring it if they win this game you know they were down x amount or they bring it like a lot closer and then it ends up being like a you know, two point game. I think that the Warriors are going to convince themselves that they have, you know, something mm-hmm. and they don't need to make a move at the deadline. And I remember texting like, I disagree. <laughs> they still need to do something. You know, they, they can't, it's just, this lineup is good, but it's just, they're, they're going to, they're missing the certified number two and more things they needed to address. But yeah, it's, I, I think, um, I think we're in the same position. Do you, do you think that they're going to, add anybody is there any buyout guys that are 
going to be around that could help. I know they're they're keeping that uh, 14th spot open. They don't even carry a 15th spot. Um, I, I, I'm not even aware of like who could potentially be available to be honest. And I can't imagine that a buyout guy is going to flip, you know, flip their season and make their rotation. And they, I mean, I feel it. Yeah. Like I think they say on plus minus, like they're weirdly like kind of deep, but it doesn't really, maybe they're, they're deep in like this, like who could be like the eighth man instead mm-hmm. of like, you know, we need the, we need guys who should be higher i mean can you can we really can we like fully because to me i think draymond coming back it's a completely different team like i don't think using as much of like the earlier season data is like completely applicable here because i think draymond just wasn't playing and, and they fought when that when they weren't even really like trying this lineup because kaminga hadn't ascended yet like i think this is, is a different team and i was gonna say like maybe we can't completely judge them until we see how cp works out with these guys but mm-hmm. We have seen CP with Steph, and it's not the greatest, but sometimes it's kind of smart. But I almost think that they should just like keep guys away from each other. Almost have like two teams <laughs> in one team in terms of rotations. Like just stick Clay with CP, stick either Wiggs or JK rotating out with CP, and then you have your Steph guys and you have your CP guys. <laughs> Trace with CP. But then, what's the fourth quarter look like? No, you can't have CP. In, in the crunch time in like the last couple of minutes, he has to be like turning it on if you want to have. Can it. you have? Can you have pods in there? I'm wondering if what happens if like yeah, like CP I think should probably decrease pods minutes, but maybe it increases Moses' minutes. I don't know, man. Moses was chucking. Mm. There, there was the what was I think it was the last game actually before the break. Um, no, it wasn't. It was the one before. So they they played the Jazz. Clippers. The Clippers. It, it ended well, it was, Jazz, Clippers, Jazz. Yeah, it was. I think it maybe have been the, the Jazz game before the, the Clippers lost. But the Warriors were up, and Moses in the fourth quarter was chucking. He was like 0 for 8. Like he just couldn't mm-hmm. hit anything. He couldn't, couldn't no layups. Uh, so he, you know, he's he's trying to, you know, be like, okay, this is this is uh lazy time, and I'm just gonna get some stuff up because I don't even get the play. Um, I don't I don't know if Moses is in the mix. Moses is still like a half of a second late on his decision making, which it, it, it kills the flow a lot. Like there's some times where I'm like, OK, Moses is wide open. He needs to step into this three and knock it down. And he steps into it, catches it, pauses. And by the time he's ready to shoot, the defense is there and he's got to kick it back out. I, I, I don't understand you know, why his, his decision-making is like that. Um, what about the clay to the bench situation that happened? Pods got the start. Clay went into six man mode and uh, he played really well. And it looks like they're at least going to start the, the last part of the season with clay coming off the bench. Smart. Do it. Make him pissed it, off and make him try and make him. I don't know. I don't know if, and I think deep down he's probably upset and pissed off, but I think he might be he might be more suitable for that kind of role. So that's his that's probably his future no matter what. Yeah. Yeah. So I like it. I'm for it. Um I wish there was a better replacement for him in the starting lineup than Pods, just because Pods is undersized. Uh but people yeah, can like shoot it. over pods very easily. Yeah. I mean that's where Moses is supposed to be. Yeah. But Moses is a three in this lineup. He's not even really a two. He's not quick enough to be a two. Yeah, I but think. Clay's not a two. <laughs> yeah, Clay's you know, also and not were... a two. But but because he can shoot so deep, offensively he could still be a two. It's just defensively yeah. he's not really a two anymore. And so Moses can't shoot that deep. So he's like a three and a three, or even sometimes a three and a four. Um, I, well, it's just because he's so long. <laughs> he still he, will he, guard some guards, though. Like he will still pick. Like he likes guarding the slower guards. Like yeah. even though he might get cooked by SGA, like that's who they've assigned to SGA when they were playing OKC. Just like slower, long guys. arms. He should be so much of a better defender, and like he should be, you know, slapping balls out that that are passes that you know that come in. He should get some deflections more than he does, but he just also mm-hmm. doesn't get to play that much. Um, all right, so then. The I guess the the last what what are you looking for on on how fraudulent this team may be or can they turn it on like what what is going to be your focus when you look at 
when you watch the games as to as to what you want to see? Probably just the blowing leads thing. And I think it's important when Steph is not playing well, who steps up to bat. And, you know, I think the past couple games that Steph hasn't played well, like what was the against Philly? Like he was awful, right? Yeah. And they still won. And, and, you know, people stepped up. And that was that was like my takeaway from that game. It's like, okay, cool win. But like they were able to win with Steph having nine points like that. He's He's had some sneaky bad shooting games this year. Mm-hmm. And I think he had one recently, too. Maybe, no, it wasn't against Utah, but I thought there was another one lately and they were still able to pull it out. I'm, I'm looking for that and I'm looking for defensively. I still think that they run into the issue where they think they're like really good defensively and they switch on everything and they shouldn't be switching on everything or from offense to defense. They're just picking up on a guy who's closest to them, even though that's like like pods, like shouldn't be picking up on Miles Turner to start the possession. It's like I do wonder, you know, you think about defensive strategy. I think that's an off-season thing, right? Like they, they've been playing defense like this for a long time, and if they decided we can't switch on everything anymore, we don't have the athletes to do that. We don't, you know, that there are too many. Like Draymond is constantly like playing defensive quarterback. I do wonder if that's a thing that you have to have a full off-season to implement defensive changes. I don't know if they, I don't know be. if they can do that mid-season. I don't know either, but it just theoretically, it's just. Don't switch. <laughs> but but you know what they do though. You have to, you have, is, you'd have to situationally switch. It wouldn't be, you know, like Yeah, a, but that but that's about chemistry and, and, and it's about communication and reps and communication. But you know what they do is they just drop in a zone like when they start getting cooked and then they then then it forces the offense to change and then they get back into the the defense. And so that seems to be how they do it. Um all right, so we open up, like I said, it's Lakers. Uh, it's Lakers on Thursday, which is kind of a big game because the Lakers they've are right well. in front of them, and they've been playing well since uh, since LeBron's tweet. Uh, <laughs> and then then it's Hornets on Friday, so back to back to open up, but they're both at home. And then they get the Nuggets on Sunday, which is also at home. That that to me, that's more of a test game. Like the Lakers game is super important because that's who they are battling for positioning. Uh, so that's a very important game. The Hornets is. You know, the Hornets are terrible. So the hope the Warriors should be able to pull away in that game. The Nuggets game is more of like a litmus test to answer all of our questions about can they compete against really, really good teams? Because I don't consider the Lakers to be a really, really good team. The Lakers are so up and down. Like when the Lakers are playing well, I think they could actually get there, but they don't do it consistently enough. And Denver, you know, Denver's having the championship hangover a little bit and even in the championship hangover season they're still really good they're right in the mix to me that's like the litmus test are can the warriors at their best play against a team who is consistently playing well so that to me that's kind of the the test there that uh, and that we'll be watching but those are some good two out of those three games are awesome coming out of the break so i think we'll have uh, a lot to talk about and what you're but you're going to be out of town again pretty soon Potentially, it's not confirmed. Okay, so we'll, we'll have to figure it out. We do have Ben, uh, who showed us how uh, terrible the weather was in in Indianapolis the other day because he was out there for uh, the, I guess the Ringer had uh, what did they have? They, they had a couple podcasts, right? Didn't they do a couple live shows? I think live shows, yeah. yeah. So Ben was out there. I don't think he stayed for the festivities though. Um, but yeah, he was sending us photos of how snowy it was out there and draymond <laughs> draymond was killing indiana and then it then chuck decided to <laughs> say that san francisco had a bunch of homeless crooks that was out. hilarious that was hilarious yeah i'm gonna try to be active at all-star weekend because i why wouldn't i i'm so yeah bust right over and i could be at every no event i want to be i want to be out there too I, I think the ringer will be doing stuff so even if we don't go to any of the events like the actual events at chase like there's gonna be so much stuff so yeah i'm yeah. with you i want to be out there too i mean just to draymond's like to even discredit draymond more like it's been rainy this weekend in san francisco <laughs> like, that, was, that, could be that was exactly rainy. what i thought too was february yeah. in san francisco is not fantastic Mm-mm. um and but i don't know you know it just shows you you know it shows you where chuck gets his news i guess that was my takeaway from that whole thing Thank god he's funny and he's a little chubster and, and anything he and says he takes just... the jokes well as yeah as well did you see the back and forth where draymond said his, uh, how, about his suit? suit 
Yeah, yeah. And he's like, yeah, it looks like it. And then Chuck said something about, you know, somebody was, uh, was asking me about you. And he's like, who? He said, nobody. <laughs> that <was so> good. <laughs> Did you that watch so that? Good. Did you watch there? Um, so Obi, Obi came over for the all-star game. And I think we did like a quarter and a half to two quarters on the alt cast. And then we switched back. Yeah, I, I, honestly, wanted... I mean, that's that's just the broadcast themselves telling you that we know this game is BS. So we're going to have a completely different broadcast that's just well, there for your entertainment the, and jokes. Monday Night Football does the same thing, but it's more tiered to like the, the football diehard because you guys. Does anyone watch? Like... Does anyone watch that stuff? Yeah, they I watch never, it. I never have. I never watch it either because I actually want to watch the game and I'm interested in the yeah, game. Me and too. they have, you know. Dwayne The Rock Johnson comes on with his AirPods and his half a second delay in answering the question. Mm-hmm. I hate that stuff. So I was like, Me no, too. I don't want to pay attention to it. Um, but yeah, you know, for the All-Star game, you could do that. But I'm sure they're going to do similar stuff for the finals because you could actually... Um, actually, ES- ES- ESPN will have the finals. But I'm saying yeah. like, you know, for, for the conference finals, you could do some alt-cast stuff. And true TV... We'll, we'll get some some viewers for that mm-hmm. stuff. So, uh, all right. So we are done here. Uh, I was I would say welcome back, but it's possible that you're going to be gone again. So we'll mm-hmm. we'll do we'll save the welcome back for when we know you're going to be back in in town for for uh, non non business trip. Uh, you, you'll you'll be around for a little while. So, but if Brian is not available the next time we record, which we'll figure it out because the schedule, I try not to have do our live shows before games. I try to have them after games. And when you have a Thursday, Friday, Sunday, maybe we could do something Saturday, um, but it it just makes it harder. So after this series, a couple of these games, we'll we'll get a new death lineup in because the 49ers season is over, sadly. So Rod and I are not being, are not weekly. So we'll have to, we'll have to do more on the death lineup. And then of course, spring training is here. And Brad and I will be back on not later today because Brad is hanging with the family on his holiday. So we'll be back on Tuesday with a new episode of Thompson to Clark. All right. So for Brad, I am Double G. We will see you when we see you. Peace out.